You're listening to the Screaming Pods Network. Screaming Pods Network presents T-H-E-S-O-V-P-O-D. The T-H-E stands for the, and this is the Shot on Video Podcast, man. I'm Mike D, back from the dead, chilling at a beach down at Club Med with... My number one man in the whole world. He looks like a motherfucking young Ed Asner. I'm talking, of course, about Bradley for my nutsack Henderson. Ed Asner for life. Yeah. That was the best compliment I ever received. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yeah, Brad and I are enjoying our summer vacation. We are at Club Med. Because we love those goddamn Snoopy cartoons, you know. Charles Schultz is probably one of the greatest comic minds our world has ever seen. And we are chilling at the beach down at Club Med. Like I said, and you know who said it before us, Brad? Who, who? The Beastie Boys. Oh, you remember that? I was going to say Daddy DeRegger. Yeah. Daddy DeRegger. No, man, we couldn't get him out of his booth. That that fool's, he, like, I think what he did, I think what he did is he put a glory hole in there. Dude, there's got to be some vagina so. in that fucking booth sure. because he won't leave it. You know what I'm saying? Shit. There's, right, there's something, there's something going on. Like, if the books are sucking his dick or whatever, like, maybe that's a thing. I don't know. Hopefully, uh, Jen's going through those books and just making sh- that they don't have, you know, like pocket pussies in there or something. But something's going on in the in the uh, the screaming pods booth with Daddy Director. No, I yeah, I would say too. Unless he's Is like, he... well, I'm, I'm thinking like maybe he's taking like a, a soft sponge and wrapping it up with saran wrap and then oiling it up with or vaseline it up with <laughs> with lube and then putting the two uh-huh. books together. Uh, with that in between, uh-huh. sandwiching it and just going like crazy in the booth. <laughs> I wonder if he has a microwave in that little like office area he built. Because there was this guy, when I was a fucking child, I worked at um, this place called Foodini's. It was a, it was like a luxury uh, mini mart that Chevron ran in uh, San Ramon, California. But when I was a child, I worked there. I was like 16 or something. And this guy named Zahi... He would talk so dirty to the kids. He was like this fucking 45-year-old man, but he would just, like, have a field day just talking dirty and shit. And he told us about how you put a piece of liver in the microwave, 30 seconds, no more, no less. He says, uh, then you wrap it around your your member, your penis. And he goes, it's a perfect masturbation device. So I'm, I'm thinking Sean might be onto that. Damn. Shit. Mm-hmm. Dude, no. I, now that I think about <laughs> it, like I talk to Sean almost nightly, and I'm like, "Hey, dude, you know what's going on?" He'll, you know, chat back. Hey, I got doing these books, doing some recording, doing some editing the night, watching a movie, hanging out with the kids. And he's like, "Oh well, I gotta go. It's time for dinner." I'm like, what's for dinner? He says, "Liver and onions." And yeah, you see, it's all making sense because he has liver and onions almost like six six days a week. Yeah, but that, 
but that could be one of two things though because it's it's almost like a rich man poor man thing because sean either could just really like liver and onions and or he's using it to masturbate or he can't afford to eat anything else because liver is what like a dollar 87 for nine pounds of it because he buys fucking hot tubs and he got like didn't he get it like a new truck recently and he has like the sound like he's we said you were hollywood henderson but i think i think sean what what good uh What's a good S or D word that goes with, uh, well, suck dick, but that goes with uh, Sean and, like, being Hollywood? Well... Like, uh, show off to Regger? I, I don't, I, I don't want to go that far. It's just that I know that when I call him, um, it uh-huh. rings maybe about, I don't know, eight or ten times. And then when he picks up, he said, hey, I'm sorry, I had a t- hot, uh, hard time getting through all the money. So apparently he just has piles of money... <laughs> In his house to where it's hard for him to access like such, you know, such a common thing like a phone. So, um, I don't know. I just wish he would. It's like that bed in Danger Diabolic. It's just filled with money and he's just like writhing around in it, listening to like deep, deep down, deep, deep down. Oh my God. This is turning me on. Yeah, so uh, uh, speaking we, of what are we uh, Sean Dreger, let's talk about <laughs> Death Nurse, because this is something that Sean would really, really like. Actually, uh, Sean, as you know, uh, really wants to be the third spot on T-H-E-S-O-V-P-O-D. <laughs> the T-H-E stands for the... Because he loves watching shot on video movies. And yes, today we are gathered to speak about Nick Millard's Death Nurse. other part of the movie death nurse 2 i don't think they're two separate movies i think it's just one movie that got cut in half but we'll <laughs> talk um, about that later yes I, so what are we what are we looking at here brad i think it is two different movies like you think they're two different movies i do not think that they film these as one can you hear me Yep. All right, I had to like reconnect. Apparently, um, I don't huh. believe that these were filmed as just an entire movie and then kill build it. Like, uh-huh. I I don't think there is a death nurse whole bloody affair. It would work if there was a death nurse whole bloody affair, but I, I really think that it's death nurse volume one, death nurse volume two. Huh. Um, and, Interesting. And there was a pause on like you know whole bloody affair, um, but. Uh, 
Yeah, just because it looks like some of the people have aged a little bit by like. Well, I mean they they would have aged like six months, maybe because they came out just a year apart. <sighs> maybe you're right. <sighs> maybe you're right. <sighs> maybe you're right. <sighs> maybe you're right. Huh, yeah, maybe I, I'm thinking. Maybe, I mean, I think I think so. I, I'm not sure. Maybe I'm thinking he uses, of Blade Runner. Yeah, no, oh no, totally, man. People constantly confuse the uh, the big fat crazy Ethel movies and Death Nurse and shit with um, Ridley Scott films. It, it's yeah. <sighs> maybe you're right. Nick Millard talks about it on the uh, the commentary. He's constantly getting uh, recognized as being the director of the counselor, and he has to tell people no, no, no. That's a British guy. We're about the same age, but yeah. I'm not. I'm not Mr. Scott. But um, yes. So we watched Death Nurse one and two, and before we uh, jump into it too too far, let's uh, let's pair something with it. I'm I'm down at the beach, like I said, with uh, my, my my man Brad, and what we're enjoying right now is we're enjoying a nice big bowl of cold guacamole. Okay. And, uh, and what we did is we mixed the corn chips, we mixed the yellow corn chips, and the blue corn chips. So we have this amalgamation of colors that's really quite beautiful when you plate it all together. But what would you recommend, Brad? Uh, since we're watching Death Nurse and the movie is gross and, and, and not appealing at all, um, I would just eat bacon but covered with grease and cheese and eat uh-huh. it in the hot sun so I'm sweaty and I feel like shit. <laughs> Do like the the boiled bacon move like from Better Off Dead. Remember when the mom boils the bacon and it's just like covered in its own like shitty grease? Yeah. I, I think I think that's the only way cuz I cuz Death Nurse is one of those movies that's very very ugly. Like you don't like you don't feel good watching it. You don't feel good watching Death Nurse? No, I do not. I I, I, I I do. I feel like Nick Millard, and we'll, we'll get into this again a little bit later, but I feel like Nick Millard is using uh, Death Nurse as his soapbox to, to stick it to the government for their uh, healthcare system. Sure. Um, I think it's more or less that it is a dirty movie. And it is just meant to be dirty with dirty people. You are not wrong, sir. <laughs> we are, of course, jesting. Death Nurse is a, a very um, what, unpretty. That, yeah, so unpretty. TLC, right? Did TLC do unpretty? Um, no, but uh, there are some scrubs worn in uh, in Death Nurse. Oh, but no, TLC did no scrubs. So if there was like a scrub positivity song that they did... But it, a scrub is a guy that thinks he's fly, right? Dude, I don't sing that song. I do not know it. He's also known as a buster. Sure. Always thinking about what he wants and just sits on his broke ass. <sighs> Maybe you're right. Are you like looking up the lyrics right now? No, I know the lyrics. <laughs> no <Jesus>. scrubs. <laughs> and TLC did do unpretty. You dork. It's one of the the better feminist. Uh, uh, songs from the uh, <laughs> from the late nineties. All right, so let's uh, let's get into it. Death Nurse available now from uh, Slasher Video.
Please notify the appropriate agencies. It was a very difficult surgery. You shouldn't have tried to go into Grandma's room, Rosalie. Get back in bed, you nosy old bitch. If you don't take me to Mr. Davis and Mr. Badowski, I'll call social services. Get back in bed, you nosy old bitch. Death Nurse 1 and 2, I should say, are both out from Slasher Video. And Slasher Video is one dude. You do, do you know you know Jesus Tehran, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good guy, nice guy. Uh, Death Nurse is actually why he started the label. Can you imagine liking Death Nurse that much where you want to start an entire label around it? No. Well, that's what he did. He went on eBay and he was like, I'm not going to pay that much for a Death Nurse tape because he wanted to watch Death Nurse. He's like, I'll just reach out, find who has the rights to it, and uh, I'll put it out myself. And God damn it, that's what he did. And he went uh, above and beyond with these DVDs. They've all got commentary with uh, him, Jesus Turan, with the director, Nick Millard, and with the, uh, the producer, which is the director's wife. Yes, uh, Francis Millard. These movies, Brad, did you know they, they're very much a family affair? Like, the whole family wanted to make these fucking movies. I, I've, I've heard that, and um, I also know by that commentary that uh, Orson Welles was a huge inspiration for Millard to make these movies. There's been a, a, a certain amount of criticism of, of the trends of American influence on things like horror comics, and indeed on the films. Do you feel that there's anything really, when you get down to it, in the suggestion that American influence is towards a spread of juvenile delinquency through the world? I don't think that horror films or horror comics contribute to juvenile delinquency. I think that they may encourage psychotics and homicidal and other dangerous types. But juvenile delinquency is, a, I think, a symptom of the illness of our age doesn't come from lack of playgrounds or bad comic books, but of a great longing for youth to have something to rebel against. You wouldn't say that children are imitative and that they tend to imitate what they see or read? If they were, they would have come from the bear pits and the Globe Theater and committed some rather extraordinary acts in the Elizabethan days, you know. You don't think that the glorification of violence, which is shown even in, in some of the Westerns, gives them ideas it would make them think they like to shoot from the hip or well you see i think sort of <coughs> i think that all vital periods of the drama and of literature are periods of great violence and that all of our great plays and novels are violent and i don't like them when when they are poor novels or when they are not works of art they become uh, shoddy and seem to be uh, seem to be pandering Yes, but usually wicked, you know. virtue triumphs, whereas in the horror comics it doesn't. Ah, uh, doesn't it? I don't think so, no. No, not always. Well, it doesn't in Edgar Allan Poe either, you know. <laughs> that is, it sounds like you're joking, but it is completely yeah, it's true. completely true. I think we joke around so much on the show, people don't know when we're being serious when we say uh -huh. something ridiculous like that. Uh -huh. You know, but yeah, it, I, I was kind of shocked, um, just because... I don't know. I was just shocked. But yeah. So Nick, Nick this was a family affair. It was filmed in uh, Nick Millard's house. Uh, 
Uh-huh. Um, he's been, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people maybe that maybe aren't familiar with Nick Millard or, or kind of dive in later. Um, Nick was kind of older when he made these films. He wasn't like a spring chicken, like 20 years old or something. Yeah, no, he like, was in his mid-40s. Yeah. And he had already been a pornographer, you know, the first half of his uh, right. career. He's, he started making, what, movies like in the late 60s? Uh-huh. So these are like 80, what, 87 Death Nurse was? Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, yes, sir. So he's making Death Nurse, like, in his 40s. Um, and it just doesn't seem, you know, a lot of these shot on video films are, are made by younger people. Um, you know, because they want to, they they saw an opportunity to make some movies with some, you know, make make some quick money. And uh, no, Nick Millar, this is definitely um, he knew what he was doing. He's been making uh, you know low budget films all his life, and up until what, like even the late nineties. Yes, um, he had. Well, he did a short documentary for Jesus for the um, the Death Nurse DVD. He wanted to do a tribute to uh, Priscilla Alden. That's her name. Yes, Priscilla Alden, the uh, the actress that plays Death Nurse Ethel. Um, but yeah, I think his last film was early two thousands. Was that the Dracula in Vegas or whatever? Yes, yes. Okay, which yeah. is maybe that was like two thousand three or something. But yeah, he yeah. did. You know, he's pretty prolific up until like you said, nineteen ninety nine. So then he did one more after that. Yeah, so he he's he's a seasoned filmmaker. Um, which is kind of funny watching Death Nurse because it is so amateur, uh, uh, amateur elements of filmmaking. I was trying to be nice by saying that because I, I don't mind Death Nurse, but there are a lot of things to show a cheap amateur how they would make a movie. I got to dig it up, and I'm going to include the audio when I find it. But years ago... I, it had to have been right when Death Nurse came out on DVD. You were on, it, you were on uh, Screamcast, your other show, and you're doing a What's on Your Doorstep. And I think Death Nurse like really hurt you that that you had to watch Death Nurse. I, I got to find that clip uh, of you explaining Death Nurse and Nick Millard films to uh, to Sean Durager. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, I um I I think I watched like that. De- and the thing is, I've seen it before. So this, I rewatched them for us, and that's probably my third. Uh, and honestly, I, I didn't mind it as much these past uh, this past time. But um, yeah, I I think I mainly have a problem with um, the elements of using another film that he made, which is uh, criminally insane. In a few moments, two people will die. I'm gonna have to kill you both. No, Ethel! Suspense that will shatter your nerves as Fat Ethel with a maniac's cunning terrorizes her numerous victim. Do you think I'm gonna let you starve me? Another kind of monster is loose. And death follows each time that Ethel reaches for the meat cleaver. <laughs> Gluttonous Ethel, whose love of food in enormous amounts was equaled only by her immense joy in killing. What's this blood all over the floor? 
and and kind of and and having the aesthetic change to where he shot that like on sixteen millimeter or eight millimeter, whatever it may be. And then he well, we've encountered that before though with um Run Coyote Run. Right, Remember? but there's a certain charm to it. Uh-huh. I don't feel like this is very charming because it's so it's, dirty and mean. It's not as earned as the Renee Harmon. Yeah, I, I don't efforts. know. I mean, yeah. there, there's 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 a lot of films. I mean, a handful of films that reuse footage, reuse shots. Something like Science Crazed, um, where you <laughs> reuses the same shots over and over and over. Um, which is, is it's fine in, in that because it's just kind of playful and harmless. Uh, Death Nurse is mean, dirty, which I do like. That's one of the things why it does stand out, and I like it a little bit more. But I don't know. There's there's just something about it. I, I really think it's because it makes me uncomfortable, and which that's probably the the deal. But it's also a very claustrophobic movie too, um, because all the shots are very close up of everybody, and they're at weird angles. So everybody's well, very what you sweaty. call weird angles, Nick Millard would call uh, Wellsian. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 almost like every literally every shot is very close up. There's just has that same shot on video thing where there's this half second weird pause before people speak, and then you hear the buzzing, and it's just it feels uncomfortable. Like Nick Millard had the air conditioner turned off in his house when he filmed filmed this movie. I. I uh, I don't know. It's just I, but I think that also works well for the movie because you kind of have these two greasy, um, skeezy old people that are killing people in this home in order to you know claim their insurance and have insurance fraud or whatever this great grand scheme that they have. Um, Wait, let's let's explain what this scheme is, by the way, because we haven't uh, we haven't given much of a synopsis on on All right, You go ahead. <laughs> but what we got here is we got a, uh, a shyster uh, doctor. Okay, he's not really a doctor, uh, but he plays one in in the movie. And then we've got his sister, and what they're doing is they're getting uh, patients to stay at their house, like a like sort of like a boarding house. This was based off a real life story. Um, that Nick Millard read back in the eighties, but they are having the, uh, inpatients at their house and they're collecting government checks because they've set up like a fake, you know, uh, like what, what, what's it called? Like shady palms or something like that. And what they're doing is they're killing the patients. Okay. And then they're feeding the dead patients, uh, to the rats. And then like it just, and then they're feeding the rats to the patients. So it's like this circle of life. This cyclical, uh, uh, what, 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 like murder plot, if you will. Like they eat the rats, they kill them, they feed them to the rats, and it keeps going. And they collect the checks. Maybe you're right. Hmm. That's what's happening, right? Yeah. No, yeah. no, I mean, that's exactly what's happening. And then also we have uh, some uh, long shots of digging graves. Um, we have some stuff of uh, a lot of breakfast eating, uh, close-up mm-hmm. uh, cereal eating. Um, a lot of people are grunting. Uh-huh. Um, 
there's a and lot they say of bitch a lot. Oh, she says bitch all like every time she talks about somebody, that bitch, that bitch deserved it. Give me that bag, you dirty old bitch. Like constantly, but um, it, one one thing that I that Nick Millar doesn't really speak about that I, that I feel that he was maybe subconsciously inspired by, or maybe he's just not talking about it because it's very clear, is there's a lot of Herschel Gordon Lewis in these movies. Oh, um, sure. And especially with uh, um, uh, Criminally Insane. But a lot, like, I feel that even some shot, like, that's another thing, maybe. Uh, I like Herschel Gordon Lewis, but again, his films make me uncomfortable, and it's mostly the colors. There's something about the pastels and his reds that he uses in his films that really makes me just sweat. It's weird. Um, but uh, that's how I feel when I watch those movies. I enjoy them, but I enjoy them for different reasons. Um, but yeah, Death Nurse kind of has that same effect on me, uh, which I, I mean, I think it's great. I mean, I, I don't think Nick Millard is a bad filmmaker. It's just I, I feel like he made Death Nurse really quickly. And he want, like it was just a kind of a to make money, you know, like a money scheme, kind of like how the the, the, <laughs> the characters were the brother and sister. But um, uh, also cat chasing. How long is that cat chasing scene? <laughs> we should we should time it. We should have thought to uh, we should have thought to time it. I mean, I will if you I will took time out, it out tonight. It, literally, <laughs> if, if you took all the shots of criminally insane. Uh, out of the film and took the shots of the rats out and the cat chasing. I think you only have a thirty-minute movie. Yeah, and we should say that the movie already is only an hour long. Yeah, like, literally yeah, sixty minutes. Yeah, and that goes to my theory that it was one movie that got split in two to make it even more of a cash grab. Like I think Nick Millard fucking Lord of the Rings did like before. You know there was a. Uh, a word for that. that that's not even the word for it i think you were right with the kill billet with the the harvey weinstein's yeah. idea yeah so but uh and it's the same it really like here's here's the other thing is that you know it, it might be that same tactic but death nurse 2 does up the ante <laughs>
It, yeah, it does. It, it's it, almost like it really a climax does. for the for a one movie. <laughs> right, and it, it really is a lot better. Like watching it, um, but what's crazy about? I mean, we'll just talk about them together. Uh, so the, it's literally a continuation, but they're killing like some homeless people, and in the next one, and uh, uh, the is it the police or the hospital asked them to take care of some people for them, and they end up yes. killing them and everything like that. So what's crazy about Death Nurse Two is Death Nurse uses the footage from Criminally Insane from death nurse uses the death nurse footage which is from criminally insane that make any sense no say it one more time slowly like i'm a five-year-old maybe i maybe i screwed up maybe i screwed up so death nurse 2 uses so death nurse uses footage from criminally insane correct then death nurse 2 uses the same footage from death nurse and criminally insane in death nurse 2 yes yeah, like, they do like a previously on. Dude, that is so crazy to me. Because then he <laughs> copies his first movie in his second movie with the same scenes, but also the same scenes that he used from Criminally Insane. Yes. Yeah, that all tracks. That makes dude, sense. Dude, that fucks me up. I probably explained that wrong because it's so trippy when you actually think about it. But... um yeah, so – but it does up to Annie along with these people, especially like the homeless woman that she that uh, she meets up with, is, is which is ter- – in turn, it's the woman in the beginning of the uh, first one who's like – has this weird – her bed is like right next to the window seal. It, it drives me fucking crazy. It's, yeah. It looks like – it literally is just an office area with like a cot in there, but it dry like that type of like shots and close-ups, that gets to me. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm the only one that feels that way, but sometimes these movies, the way they use the close-up shots, is really uncomfortable. And honestly, I think it's because they were filming in their house, and they also had to keep the shots close because they didn't want to show you know, their house decor or the toilet if they filmed in the bathroom or wherever they are. Because I think they actually – I think one of the scenes where they're talking, it's literally in a bathroom – but they just try not to show that it's the bathroom. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, watching these back to back, it's easy because it literally is just an easy two hours. Uh, well, I don't know about that. Um, but I, I feel that they flow. They they both flow well. At least if you broke them up a different night. But Death Nurse does have some qualities because it. it I wasn't. Here's the thing: is that you're. I've said this a thousand times on different podcasts. Is that you know your your movie can be goofy, your movie can be a little slow, your movie can be bad, your movie can be good, but as long as it's not fucking boring, and right. that's something Death Nurse does not have. Uh, Hell Roller, however, boring. Um, <laughs> well, actually, there's a lot of things in Hell Roller that's entertaining. But um, but Death Nurse isn't boring, even though it does all these things that we're talking negatively about it. There's things that we do talk negatively about it, I feel, are positive as well. Because it kind of oh, does... Oh, sure. The like, fact that you can literally watch this movie and smell exactly what that house smells dude, like. Dude, you could smell everything. And, uh-huh. and like I said, it's not a charming movie like some of these shot on videos where there's a lot of heart behind it. It really is like fucking nick millard got up and was like oh 
I fucking hate this movie. Let's get it over with. And just right. made everything uncomfortable. That's what it really feels like. So there is no charming qualities to it. It's just a really dirty and dark side. And honestly, you might be right. He might have had some issues maybe in real life with a nursing home or something like that. I mean, it said it was based on a true story, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he may have something happened to him. And that's, I mean, honestly, if you think about it, that's probably how some of these people are. Like some of these, like... Uh, nanny cams of uh, the nurses beating old people and stuff. Oh, like, I can't! Wa- I can't watch that terrible. shit. Or there was um, uh, every every few years. There's always this prestigious documentary that comes out that shows how like children are mistreated in like hospitals and shit. And like, I, I just can't fucking do it. There was um, when I went to school to get my special education credential. There was one documentary in particular they showed us that was like I couldn't even fucking hang so i mean but don't let that like it's not like it doesn't it's it's mean but in a mean like tone it's not visually mean like there's not abuse it's more or less they're just killing people and and feeding the patients rats and then feeding the dead patients to the rats oh yeah no i mean as far (laughs) as what we've covered on this show so far i mean this is upper middle of the road I, i would say yeah, maybe you're right. It's not a it's not a great gateway um, SOV if you haven't watched too many SOVs, but um, there's it's a little bit of a seasoned SOV. Sure. Um, sure, and that's another scene that they reuse is the rats sequence. Like every time rats are shown, it's from Criminally Insane, which is the, which is another part that I don't understand. Is that why didn't they just make these sequels to the criminally insane movies? Because criminally, for people that don't know, criminally insane stars the same people, but they're just different roles. So Ethel is, uh, I wait, Ethel. Her, her, her name's Edith. Right. And, um, Ethel. Ethel is yep. in criminally insane, and then Edith in this. But it's literally right. like she dreams about herself, which is the criminally insane footage. That's right. the other, there's so much dreaming done. She this nurse takes so many goddamn naps, and every time there, she takes a nap, she has a dream, and it's footage from Criminally Insane or Criminally Insane Two, which is very brutal, by the way. That's some of the Herschel Gordon Lewis stuff because, they, like, she slaps that dude in the face with a fucking axe like repeatedly. Like yes. it, it, <laughs> it gets pretty brutal at times. Criminally Insane are, are kind of better movies, but. They're also the narrative isn't really there, which Death Nurse has more of a narrative, even though it's like literally a half of a movie. And it's worth noting too that uh, the criminally insane movies actually just got remade as like a very uh, low budget uh, independent film. Oh, the crazy, yeah, the crazy fat Ethel yeah. movies, yeah, crazy fat Ethel, yeah. It, it, it is credited to Nick Millard as based on characters by so. They tried to kill me in that place. What's this blood on the floor? (laughs) I haven't seen that yet myself, but uh, yeah, but I 
I'm, I'm going to be seeking it out soon. Uh, let's say this about the rap footage. Do you know that that's also stock footage? No, so I was saying, from, I, 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 yeah. From a very famous movie. And I don't even know if... Wait, I thought the, it was from Criminally this, Insane. No. He straight up used footage from Willard. Oh my god, dude, I didn't know that. Yeah, so <laughs> on the commentary, he, he does uh, give that away. But I was like, oh, that's... That's something that you could probably just steal in 1987 and no one would know. Because, like, is fucking MGM or whoever had the rights to Willard at that time? Are they digging through VHS tapes, like, looking for IP infringement? No. But, you know, it ended up on DVD and (laughs) now you can see it. Well, being that it just looked like it was shot on 16, I just thought it was criminally insane. I didn't know that uh, rap footage was from Willard. Yeah. So... Well, Willard or Ben. I, I forget which one he said specifically. Yeah. Because I think, I think he named a character in the movie Ben. And then I think that made him bring up that he stole footage from Willard. That's great. That's awesome. Willard's quietly one of the best uh, horror remakes, too, in my opinion. <sighs> Maybe you're right. I don't know. I, I, I like the Crispin Glover Willard a lot. I think he was perfect for that. Sure. Yeah, when people bitch and complain about horror remakes i always think of willard and it makes me happy because they got to do willard and they did ben kind of in the same movie yeah you even got to use the uh the old mj song yeah that's that's kind of epic when that happens (sighs) maybe you're right yeah so but yeah that's uh i mean definitely there isn't a lot of talk about to to bore you with i mean i know that's kind of a quick show for uh for death nurse but that's that's pretty much it like uh (laughs) You know, and they're available. They're cheap. Um, you know, so for if you if you if you like SOV and you haven't seen them, I highly suggest it. If you have never seen an SOV movie, um, watch Blonde Death first, and then watch Death Nurse last. <laughs> Actually, watch Hellroller last. But um, yeah, they're, Blonde they're... Death is so good. We should do. Can we do a special episode and just do Blonde Death again? Because I feel like we could. Yeah. We could probably just talk about it again. Yeah, Blonde Death. Blonde Death is a Citizen Kane of fucking... It's the Godfather 2 of shot on video movies. I like how you pivoted away from Citizen Kane because Death Nurse is apparently the Citizen Kane of, uh, of shot on video movies. Mm, maybe. I mean, it was pretty much ghost-directed by Orson Welles. True, true. Who was a literal ghost at this time. Yeah. So, Brad, what are we going to do next? And we're going to try to do this a little bit more frequently, right? Yeah. I'm on summer break now. You're on summer break. We're down at the beach together uh, celebrating the life of Charles Schultz and SOV. So I, th- I think we can knock another one of these out before we uh, before we leave, right? We could do one maybe next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> maybe you're right. Um, I, I think what we're going to do is I made a couple shot on video movies uh, myself which uh, takes place in, uh, I haven't, I mean, I told Mike the titles, but I, he hasn't seen them yet, um, is that we're watching a couple movies I shot in my bedroom called Meat Market. And uh, Meat uh-huh. Market 1 and 2, and we're uh-huh. going to be uh, reviewing those and, and talking about my shot on video movies that are in my bedroom. Uh-huh. So, Meat Market 1 and 2. And those are available through SRS uh, Cinema? Yep. Um, We're just kidding. And who who runs that? That's Rob? Rob uh, runs that? uh, Ron Bonk. Ron. That's right. Ron Ron Bonk. Um, So please go order those. There's a very limited uh, quantity. 50. Um, (laughs) That's extremely limited. That's what makes them (laughs) fucking badass, though. 
that uh, you know that they're putting SOV out like this, even even though there's only going to be 50 copies in the whole world. But goddamn, how special! And those are stacked. They have uh, commentaries, featurettes, da da da. So uh, Ron did an amazing job there. They also come with um, posters. You got your set, right? Yes, I did. Did you get your cool little posters? Were you playing a fucking xylophone? No, it was actually, I was trying to put you on mute so it wouldn't cup up my, uh, Willow's phone was ringing in the other room. <laughs> and it sounds like a xylophone, so I was trying to mute it so it wasn't coming across. Next time I'll just let it play and I'll sing to it. Um, we're, but we're yeah. at the beach, Brad. You have to, like, keep it going, okay? You have to keep the, the image going that you and I are lovers on a beach celebrating Charles Schultz. That's the premise that we set up here for Death Nurse. Yeah. It's very appropriate for Death Nurse, and then... And then you pull back the curtain, you know? You pull back the curtain and you say, Willow's phone was ringing. Well, guess what? Now that now that reality I had built in my head is gone, okay? And then now I'm just standing in a shitty classroom in Oakland, California, and you're over in bumfuck Florida, you know, probably next door to a meth house, if you don't live in a meth house yourself, okay? Now, all right, just what, what are we doing? We're doing meat market, Bradley. <laughs> Meet Margaret one and two, and it's it's uh, into not ruin the magic again. It it's it's zombie movies. It's not really me. ゾンビアクション最新作。バイオハザード 2 Something wrong, Argenta? Not hungry? ゾンビが飛ぶ。残りわずかの人類もゾンビとなってしまうのか。ミートマーケット人類滅亡の日。Say it again. Wait, what? It's it's zombie movies. It's not really live footage of me jerking it. Oh, Brad, why? Come on. <sighs> Maybe you're right. Jesus Christ. You know what? All Fuck right. it. Every episode we've done, we have never been where we said we were. And Mike has made me lie. And 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 Arby's was never a sponsor. There's that goddamn xylophone again. Son of a what? bitch. All this is fucking fake. Is <laughs> this, it trying to play a song? This like, whole what? fucking show. No, it's a goddamn ringtone for the iPhone. <laughs> and it's probably <laughs> Janice, who I've told her to stop calling because I was recording. But unless something's wrong, but she would have texted me. But yeah, this whole fucking show is a lie. Arby's was never a sponsor. And then we made up some bullshit about something else that took over. But I don't even remember what it was. Because we took a long hiatus because we were oh my all God. both busy. So I'm going to ruin... It was gushers. It, gushers. Was gushers. it gushers. was gushers. There was something else, too. 
I don't know. Like Betty Crocker, I think it was. <laughs> Betty Crocker. I think Betty Crocker owns Gushers. I think I figured that one out. Oh, man, that's amazing. So Betty There Crocker, was something weird yeah, like that. Gushers was a, a sponsor. That was for real. Um, but yeah, Me Market 1 and 2, uh, which they're actually fairly fun little zombie movies. But uh, yeah, they, they've uh, been through SRS Cinema for quite some time because Ron's been doing this since probably longer than most distributors. Um, even though people don't know what SRS Cinema is half the time. But yeah, he's been at it for, uh, since the, shit, probably the 80, uh, or the uh, mid-90s. Maybe even longer yeah, SRS, than Yeah, SRS is great. How have we not done some SRS pictures? We will. We will. There's a yeah. lot of movies to cover, bro. There's like Gorgasm, right? <laughs> there's, gore, there's a, gore there's horror, the whole like yeah. Gore Booby trilogy that yeah, they did. Yeah, there's a Gore Horror trilogy or something like that. Yeah. But see, a lot of those movies were made, like, in the 2000s. We were trying to cover stuff that was, uh, you know, 80s, 90s first, and then... But we'll get to it. Uh, This show's gonna be... Actually, the track record that it's happening now will be done in about 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. So. It'll be great. It'll be worth it. Worth uh, the investment of your time. (sighs) Maybe you're right. Dear T-H-E-S-O-V-P-O-D, the T-H-E stands for The Listeners. Okay? Yeah. So, well, worth your time. All right, because I mean, Screaming Pods is going to be around for you, you. Well, you said twenty years for this show, Probably but I mean, Screaming Pods is a brand. You could buy fucking bumper stickers and T-shirts and shit. You can coffee have cups, audio books, fucking covered. Dude, we should write an uh, we like maybe we can do audio uh, movies uh-huh. where we just have Daddy Director remake the movie and he narrates it. We, yeah, like we just transcribe the SOV movies. Yeah, and then we just send him the file, and he's like, "I, you know, I can't, I can't do this for free, guys." So we just pay him, you know. Yeah, and he we, just gets we pay him in money. liver and onions or whatever. Yeah, he just gets more money, and uh, liver and onions is a pretty good payment, I think. So I mean, especially you know that he could use it two different ways. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right, meat market one and two on the next. T-H-E-S-O-V-P-O-D. The T-H-E stands for the, and we are who, Bradley? Um, Screaming Pods Network. Bitch, yeah, we're the Screaming Pods <laughs> Network's bitches. <laughs> All right. All right, love you, beautiful. I'll talk to you soon. All right, see ya.
Thank you.